And our pal Nick Solaris just walked up to the uh, the podcast. What's going on, Nick? Opie. How are you, man? Last time I saw you, we were having a good time last night. I'm surprised you remember it. Quite frankly, I was I was uh, I was pacing myself. You were you good. were holding it together, but it was still you know more than any mortal mortal human what? should really be consuming. Well, when the whiskey and the bourbon, when they broke that out, the whiskey, the bourbon, the sarcasm, the digs, <laughs> all of it, right? All of it, right? I got so shit faced yesterday. That, Barbecue um, is a full contact sport. <laughs> it really is. Opie Radio. Radio. More from the Big Apple Barbecue. That was just such a great hang last night with the fried chicken and uh, the southern hospitality and and the bourbon and maybe uh, Nick asking me if I want to smoke pot every ten seconds. You know, it was. It was <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. We're, <laughs> not, in Nick that is, Cal- we're not in California or Colorado. What could you oh, be talking about, please? <laughs> just walking here, I smelled marijuana twelve times. Oh my god, I, it's pretty Nick, much legal in New York. Nick, pretty Nick, much. Nick is such an opinionated, loud talker. Yeah, we and Nick are walking over there. And uh, don't mention the pit master. No, I'm not, I'm not going to mention the pit master. So there's people looking at us because they know who we are. And this is our world, right? So they're looking like, where are they going to eat? So they're walking towards a place that Nick out loud goes, that guy's ribs are shit. <laughs> and you just see them. They just turn around and they just go to another line. I'm like, good job, Nick. I don't think that's quite how I put it. I go, not his forte. <laughs> well, that's what they heard. That's what they heard. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. You've been coming here for years, Nick. I've been. I've, I've come here. It's the 16th year, I think, or the 15th. I've come every year but one. Yeah. When I was in California on some hamburger pilgrimage of some kind. Is there an actual competition too? It's not, and that's what I love about this. It's. It's. You know, I have a great time at Memphis in May, and you know, because I'm seeing a bunch of people. But the notion of barbecue's competition is a little silly to me. You know, these are all very distinct regional styles. Why would you want to put them up against each other? Right. They all exist. It's like saying, what's the best state? I mean, we know it's, you know, where we live, but... Right. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like each one is a reflection of, it, of, of the place that it comes from, and I think that's what's important. I think when you have competition, you sort of force everything to be the same. Yeah, it seems like it's just one big party. Everyone's hanging. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, just a good time. But believe it or not, these guys are serious. They want to make sure their meat is good, and they it, want to make sure everything um, works. They're just quiet about it, but they're, they're stressed out. Carl's. Oh, no. It's a, it's a, look, there's probably, what, 10, 20,000 people come through on the weekend? Wow. These guys are used to cooking for big crowds, but that's a lot of people. It and is. it's also that like you're being judged on every plate that goes well, out. And it's opinionated asshole New yeah, Yorkers, it's, too. It's, like, Instagram it's the worst the of the worst. Yeah. And, and being a newbie, I mean, Carl's dragging me into this foodie world. I, I was walking out 26. I was saying this earlier, but... These people take it really seriously. They got like they got charts and all their all their research in front of them, yeah. and they're looking up and they're studying. And I, I told Carl like blue smoke's right over there. Some I heard them say, "Oh, blue smoke." No, let's save that till after. And then they mentioned another place or two that they want to hit before they go to blue smoke. They're taking it really seriously. There's a lot of strategy involved here. There you is. Know? It's uh, mine is. I just wait for Nick to scream out that something sucks, and I, and I move on to the next one. I hate this. Yeah, there's like rattle like, following behind me and Carl. Like, you know, what's going on, brother? Eat. How you been? Carl knows everybody. <laughs> everybody is uh, shaking the Cuban's hand. Everybody who, who, knows. Who's that guy? He is an expert at bitters. That, isn't that isn't that funny? Yeah, uh, this guy. Brad is an expert, the world leading expert on bitters for he, drinks. You thought that he was bitter. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> of course I would know the guy that is yeah, an expert at bitters, and he knows me. <laughs> no, he wrote he wrote a book about it. It's I mean it's amazing. We, you know, we've talked about the whiskey thing where you add water, like yeah. the world of bitters is equally sort of 
you know, there's it's it, the rabbit hole, it's, man. It's no, just, explain it though for, for well, people it's just that, that you don't know, know. I don't know. Well, they're, we should they're go composed, get him. He's right here. A bitter is something you would put in a cocktail to balance out the sweetness, right? To balance out the alcohol, and you know, it's like you could think that it would be like ketchup, right? Ubiquitous, the same in every place, but no, like every brand has their own bitter, right? And there's different aromatics, there's different components to it, yeah. and it affects cocktails differently. Um, it's a it's a whole rabbit hole, you know. Yeah. I mean, the same thing here with barbecue, with barbecue sauce, with barbecue rubs, you know, with the way that you cook. It's it's just you can take a deep dive into those things. Well, how, how unusual though that he decided to be an expert on bitters. Well, that's he's smart because guess what? There's no other fucking expert at bitters. Uh, right. I'm going to start doing that. And the I word mean, got around that he's the man. Yeah. Now he's the he, he owns that market. Right. But that's you know that's the beauty of the internet, and you can do niche things like a, you could do a, literally a podcast about bitters. Like right? this, like and, this podcast kind of bitter. No, well, people will probably. <laughs> well, well I'm saying, people will probably listen to the one about bitter. Oh, I thought you were saying that Opie and me are kind of bitter. We're changing the name <laughs> no, of this podcast. I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe you as kind of bitter. <laughs> I'm full. I'm, I'm like a stout. The I'm new name bitter. is bitter and bitters. <laughs> <laughs> what are we bitter about today? <laughs> I'm pretty damn happy, actually. I want to have the, the bitter and bitter uh, podcast. I'm really happy Opie's out here. You're smiling. You're happy. You like being outside. Uh, this is as close yeah. to nature as I like to get. You're not a nature guy. Not at all. Why? I am totally a, a, a creature of modern modern convenience and, <laughs> you know, modern luxury. Uh, air conditioning is the greatest. Toilet paper and air conditioning are the high marks of civilization. <laughs> like, it doesn't to... peak any higher than that. Cancel your Cuba trip. <laughs> you, you wouldn't go for a nice hike or a walk on a beach? No, I mean, maybe, like... A nice cigar after a steak meal, a block to the Uber cab. Oh, nice. Really? you? No, I'm a New Yorker. I walk five, ten miles a day. Right. That's like but I was... not, I, none of it needs to be on terrain that could like that would be uneven and unsettled. That's dangerous. I like, the, I like the smooth compliance of the pavement rolling ahead of me, you know? Good for you, Nick. I'm a fan. They're paved in gold in New York. So, I mean, I think it's gold. It might be urine. So a lot of people, <laughs> they leave New York City in the summer. You love being in the city in the summer? I actually I go to Europe in the summer, but that's because okay. I work. an aristocrat, I said that. You know, I said that with my pinky up all in the microphone. Go to Europe. Uh, I do. Uh, I do. AKA I do Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> Royal family. Oh, now I'm working. I'm doing. I do these food festivals. Grill, like very much like this, actually, sort of outdoor food festivals. Um, but I love New York in the summer because all the horrible people leave to their Hampton homes and to their, you uh, know, Shishi uh, restaurants. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm right here. <laughs> the one thing I do like about New York City in the summer when it gets really hot. All the really crazy people hit the streets because the the AC finally they conks out. Well, they probably don't have AC, but when it gets up to 100, 102, the they can't take it anymore, and they never leave their building. And they start wandering the streets of New York City. It's great people yeah, watching. Seven year old Jewish yeah, yeah. lady with pom poms and a dog yeah. walking like, oh Jesus! You're nodding your head. You understand? <laughs> I this. totally. I know what you're saying. It exactly. is. A, I get excited when it gets over 100. I'm like, yeah, I gotta be on the street today because oh. I get to see all the Knicks ex girlfriends are outside <laughs> sweating. You but will also, see people shitting on the on the sidewalk. Yeah, man. When it gets over 100, because they're they have to leave. Go to the South Bronx in the middle of the summer and you'll find out why the Bronx is burning. That's what I got. Joe DeRossi, the creator and owner of Black Tap. You love Black Tap. I love Black I, Tap. I still haven't been there, Joe. <laughs> I, well, we got to get you in there. Yeah, I would love to do it. Man. What uh, a great, I mean, what a story, man. How we, many restaurants do you have now, dude? I lost count. Literally. Dubai, you have one, you have one everywhere. 
Yeah, there's a lot of them opening. Yeah, Jeez. we've been very fortunate. Wait, tell your story quick. They're opening one in Trump Town, Moscow. Are they really? <laughs> Collusion! Uh, great. great. Black Tap is, um, it's a little coming of, uh, coming of age or coming of home story for me. I uh, grew up in New York, third generation New York City chef. My dad was a badass chef. Uh, my grandmother was actually an award-winning New York Times rated chef back in the 60s. But all old school Italian food, that's where I started. Went on to life to earn a, earn a Michelin star, do all that bullshit, and uh, realized one day that the number one selling item on my menu was a burger. And closed up shop, sold all my restaurants, and opened up a 15-seat luncheonette, basically to like lick my wounds from all the years of being in, uh, being in a kitchen getting the shit kicked out of me. Attaboy. And put out a press release, said this Michelin star chef says, fuck fine dining, I'm flipping burgers for the rest of my life. And I woke up 72 hours later, Nick will tell you, to a line out the door. Just and like that. No, I'm not even kidding. I, I, I can't even make it up. I had to shut down the restaurant on day three because I did my budget to serve 100 burgers a day. And on day three, I had already served well over 1,000. I had to re reboot, re-prep the whole nine yards. And and uh, yeah, Nick saw, yeah. saw it from and, day one. It and took then off. it got crazier. Because, <laughs> uh, I, I saved the milkshake part for last. Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> I fucking hate the milkshakes he does. He says it's the worst thing on the my menu. The worst thing on the menu. And Why? it's the most famous thing. No, thing. it's actually the biggest but compliment because the burger's that fucking no, good. No, the burger's awesome. The, and, and, and the plain milkshake is absolutely delicious. Yeah. Yeah. He does Nick, these Nick always has shakes. to hate something. <laughs> I know, I know. And Nick these... likes telling people he hates something. <laughs> right. Hey, what's right to his oh, face? Yeah, Rudy, you're you're interrupting, Rudy. Shut up. Okay, what, what, what happens when I agree with him? He does these novelty shakes that are like they're like a foot high and they're just covered in... I mean, look. They look amazing on Instagram, right? And yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's total and, Instagram. And you just can't, you can't, you can't argue that with that kind up. of marketing. You can't well, argue with that kind of success. It's, it's you know? brilliant, actually. Because no, everyone wants to take I, their we, damn we, Instagram yeah. picture. We are, we are, we are. I feel like uh, we're, we're half a restaurant, half a marketing firm at this time, at this point, and it's great. Um, the shakes were a huge phenomenon. We had no idea it was going to happen. It was a total accident. My wife woke up one day, said, "Go to work, make a cotton candy milkshake, put a piece of cake on it, put a lollipop," and I told her she was fucking crazy. I did it, and you know, a few days later, people started coming in asking for them. So I knew we had something. And the we line went, was three times a lot as yeah, long. We had, we had, we went from having 75 people outside waiting to I'm not kidding, 300, 400 people waiting four, five, six hours to get a seat for just the milkshake. Just to get one of the milkshakes. Just to get the milkshake. But here's the thing: the milkshake is the bait. The milkshake is what brings you in. Right. The milkshake is what says, I want to go to Blacktown. It's the, but the it, burger it, makes you fall in love with it. Right. Us. It's the allure of the thousand likes on your Instagram picture for the shake. But then that burger is like, it's such a pure American cheeseburger. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a special yeah. blend and it's a classic. It's our favorite. Joe's Jr. Piper's Kilt is my favorite. Um, very similar. Yeah, very, it's very similar. It's an old school luncheonette burger. It's cheeseburger deluxe. I'm sick and tired. I know we're in this park and I won't say anything about you know who. But he's talking I, about Shake Shack. I, 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 Danny Myers Shake Shack is what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not a I fan like, of Shake Shack. I, I, I grew up in New York. I grew up in New York. You used to sit down. You said, "Give me a cheeseburger deluxe." Yeah. And maybe if it got crazy, you ordered some disco fries. And I didn't understand this QSR experience where give me a single, give me a double, give me a large fry, give me a fry with cheese sauce, give me a small soda. I wanted it. I wanted. I wanted it easy. One plate, one price, a big plate of food, and and nobody complains. A mound of French fries. I got a French fry story too. A mound of French fries. <laughs> Hope he's gonna um, die. Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Hope he's a French fry story. Hope he's like fuck it, a French fry story. <laughs> you know, Better like be good. Fries? I love French fries. Nick's like I, I hate not, French fries. I hate potatoes. <laughs> it's not really Where that am good. I? Where people just yell, yell no, out, I got a French good. fry story. I, I I I modeled the burger after a luncheonette burger, and because I'm an asshole chef. 
what did I do? At six o'clock in the morning, I was at my restaurant making French fries every morning from yeah, scratch. Right, right, right. There you go. I was like, this is bullshit. This is for the birds. <laughs> Triple blanch, this, that. Put them in the freezer. I couldn't keep up. And so one day, I called up my purveyor said, send me every friggin' frozen fry you got. I'm doing a French fry tasting. And I landed on one from a certain company. And, and I swear, people were like lining up for the fries. So how many uh, restaurants are you up to in six well, in New York, Well, in New York, we have three. Vegas, we have one. We're building one in Singapore, one in Disneyland, California. Dubai has got two open. They're building the third. We have another coming in Abu Dhabi, another one in Kuwait. Um, we opened one in Geneva. CIA. And it, I, I mean, you know, I, it's sorry. You we asked. Ready. CIA. You're CIA, CIA. spy. All right. make for some compelling radio right there. So, Nikki, make room for uh, the Fox Brothers and Billy Dirty. We're going to ask some questions oh, yeah. now. Oh, good. Let's do that. Good to see you again. What's up, boys? You know you want The Fox Brothers sitting down to... Oh! That drink just went all over your back, Carl. What's going on over there? Oh, shit. Bill's fired up. Bill's going to punch Bill's fired up. Wait, say that again. Hey, listen. I can't believe they gave you a job again now. This is the kind of set you run. You got you got your cohort here spilling cocktails on me. I got my suede Adidas done now. They're beautiful. Well, they were beautiful. They were beautiful. They <laughs> right? were. They were these nice. Are, these are new, they came out of the box this morning. Oh. Hey, do you guys have a budget? <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, okay, nice talking to you there, Bill. <laughs> All right, no, no budget. I thought this was a barbecue festival. It's not roast. <laughs> I, I know. Again, Nick is on the mic telling people how their food sucks. <laughs> I would never say that to Billy. No. No. Only because he's so fucking big. <laughs> I gotta Speaking say. Speaking of big, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm good with French fry stories at this point. Oh my god, so here we got. <laughs> that was so funny. He started, I hope he started glazing over the minute he oh, heard He's like, give fries. me the GPS coordinates of all of your restaurants. <laughs> Anything to get him off the French fry story. Wow, Bill is really hurting you. What is he doing? He's so strong. He really is. Okay, well, listen, let, we've got some barbecue legends in front of us. Let's uh, let's not waste their time. We, we've talked to them before. I love oh, these guys. They yes. came up to the studio. Yeah, the Fox Brothers, man. The Fox Brothers. I'm trying to get to the Fox Brothers if you stop interrupting. I apologize. Apologize, but I'm drunk. Hey, we're here. <laughs> hey, we're here. Yeah, explain uh, explain the Fox Brothers there, Carl. So the Fox Brothers are out of Atlanta. Some of my favorite barbecue, and they have the meanest new rig I've ever seen. It's what a smoker that I don't even know who makes that thing. It's like a Voltron, but uh, they make the best smoked bologna sandwich you'll ever have in your life. It sounds crazy to you, but smoked bologna is, and they're the best. Yeah. they really are the best at it. They make sausage. I just say brisket over there at 11 o'clock in the morning. I fed him bourbon already. Fed I mean, me, a, yeah, he gives me a bottle of Eagle Rare. He goes, it's time to start. He showed up, he showed up hungover, and I was like, no, man, you got to get straight. <laughs> <laughs> right back at it. Oh, my God. So you we gotta got to jump some, in. You got to go. Are you guys twins? Like, help yeah, me out here. Twins. You are twins. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's your names? Jonathan. Justin. Jonathan and Justin, uh, the Fox Brothers. Nice. The right last, Atlanta, Georgia. The last yeah. time and, we uh, talked compared to, to like, uh, uh, the hamburger guy or, or Pat Martin. We only have one store. I, I think Pat's opened three He Babies since uh, <laughs> since he got here. Since, since the day started. So yeah. Pat Martin's incredible. Are you it? suggesting that they've looted the form and you guys are pure? Uh, I'm not suggesting. <laughs> <laughs> Pat is Pat. That, that guy. So how long have you guys been open? Ten years. Ten years in Atlanta. Uh, we're originally from Texas, and uh, now we we got a little spot in Atlanta. And uh, we uh, a just, little uh, spot. Is it, a, is it a giant spot, bro? They even serve to the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, these guys are the, they're ginormous in Atlanta. We got a restaurant in uh, 
the Braves Stadium. We're in uh, the Falcon Stadium. B Billy's talking shit behind me. <laughs> what I do now, Billy? He's <laughs> like, I'm gonna knock you out when this is all. <laughs> he's not happy about he's his. He's not happy is. about his. Ruiz is getting bullied. <laughs> I'm getting bullied. <laughs> Where's it's, the safe space? It's here? a weird energy right now. <laughs> is there a refrigerator full of barbecue sauce I can but, go but, hide in? But that's the hierarchy of food, right? <laughs> in, in call bullies of the Michelin star chefs. Call call bullies like the two star <laughs> chefs, right? But when he goes to a barbecue place, they bully him. Yeah. Unbelievable, guys. So we got a bunch of questions. The listeners uh, came up with some questions for pitmasters that they don't know. So each one of these questions are winning questions. How do they question. know we know? No, that you definitely know. I know you know. So the first question, the first winner of the U-Bonds prize pack is Bill Durney. Bill Durney had a question. Bill Durney had a question. Bill Durney had a question. Did, Let him ask his own question then. Can I ask my question? Right here. Ahead, right, right here. He I like I like question. to I like to focus my attention on Pat Martin, <laughs> and I'd like to find out how many U babies Pat Martin will be opening by the year 2020. <laughs> the under over is about 649 at this point. We love you, Pat. <laughs> we love you, Pat. So we make fun of Pat Martin because he's opening restaurants so fast. Yeah. So every time we're somewhere, we're like, are you here opening a restaurant? And he gets really pissed off. He went to the bathroom and opened up five restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> going, going to Peter Luger's with Bill Durney is like no other experience I can in the imagine. world. We, we fired our permit ex expediter and hired Pat Martin to get our permits for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. So here goes the second question. It's about Pat Martin. What's the, what's the best way to handle the stall on the way to your desired cook temperature? Get in and out. You don't want to hang out in the bathroom too long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do. Sophie's oh <laughs> freaking out. I'm not. <laughs> How do you do it? You do absolutely nothing. The worst thing you can do trying to make a stall, unstall, is to increase the heat. You do absolutely nothing. Just ride out the stall. It'll eventually, meat will exa uh, eventually expel the, the moisture, and then you can break down the collagen and fat. Or drink another beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, drink another beer. I have some good advice with the stalls. Keep the cameras out of them. Oh, wow. Come on, somebody had to go there. <laughs> but they go there every, keep the every cameras other hour. out of stalls. That's why you got fired. Wow, that's going to hurt. Yeah. That one hurt. That's going to hurt worse than Bill's Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, stop bringing it up. He's pissed for real. No, he's mad. The second question, how much does the quality of meat affect your end product? Massively. The meat matters. Meat matters. Visit your local butchers. What's uh? What's your definition of barbecue? I like the way Billy hands the mic off. <laughs> you take this one. That barbecue, I think, is slow and low. I think as long as it's slow and low, it doesn't matter if it's pork, brisket, chicken. Good smoked meat is good smoked meat. It's all that matters. You know, Sam Jones makes one hell of a whole hog sandwich. Rodney Scott makes some damn fine ribs. Pat Martin's cooking up some great hog, too. You got Billy Durney over here. He's, he does some hell of a beef short rib and brisket. And you know, it's everything's good. Yeah. I mean, barbecue is just—it's—it's it's, um, comfort. It's love. It's what people want. It's what people need. It's what they—they they feel when they eat it. I mean, it's just—it's—it's uh, it's that joy of uh, eating barbecue. I mean, it's just. So the next question: Fat side up or down? Are you talk about me Billy's or what? <laughs> why is Billy? I don't know why. Billy, why fat side up or down? And Billy's back. Fat side up. Fat side up. Next. Fat side up. Yo, if you put the fat side down, fuck you. <laughs> hey, hey, a lot I'll of have what he's drinking. <laughs> a lot of people. 
A lot of people try to they, they cook. A lot of people cook fat side down. To, they think it enhances their smoke ring for appearance. I want the stuff to taste good, man. I mean, I'm more concerned about that. So next question: Is there a difference when if you set up your charcoal in different patterns? Fuck you, dude. Who asked that? Was that the stupid question? Who highlighted this? <laughs> We're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> what's the least uh, What's the least known cut of beef that works great on a smoker? That's a great question, Nick. Nick. I mean, we can answer, but I think Nick might want to talk about this a little. I don't think there's a there's a cut of meat that you can't smoke, frankly. Right, but under under served that you've tasted that are really delicious. Um, I think the navel, yeah, which is what Katz is used for pastrami, yeah, which you don't see a lot of, but I think Max in Dallas, Texas, uses it as their beef barbecue. We smoked them before; they turn out great. Yeah, it's they, an amazing piece of meat. They do actually use them, Nick. Now they use, they call it beef bacon. Yeah, which is not it's ridiculous, where bacon that's, comes that's, from. Yeah, we've done we've done a, a lot of stuff with sirloin flaps lately. Oh, sirloin, sirloin flaps, flaps is, is a good. Yeah. That's a good. Uh, and we use the cheeks all the time. That's a good utility cut. I skipped two questions. <laughs> I'm not even lying. <laughs> These questions. I, I and the people that I skipped, you'll know because you ain't getting shit from you, Bonds. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll be up taking over. I love it. <laughs> all right, last question. Move over. That went fast. Um, What's the most common ingredient people use in their rub that has a negative effect on the final product? Uh, I think everybody's hooked into paprika. Uh, for some reason in the rubs, I just think it, it just, I don't like the color it leaves. But I only use salt and pepper, so I wouldn't know about all that. I think, I think sugar. Too much sugar? I think putting sugar in a rub, I think we, we, uh, we leave it out of our rub and we add it, like, to our ribs and things like that when necessary. I just, I think it, People use it across the board. You know, barbecue places are so proud of the rub, they use it on everything. You've got one flavor everywhere. So uh, I think you leave the sugar out and add it where necessary. Or any, anything smoked. It's not really a paprika. Anything smoked. You shouldn't put smoked stuff on something you're actually smoking. That's kind of what we, I We were get. talking earlier uh, at the hotel we're staying at. It has a well-known uh, seafood place. and, and uh, The John Dory? I'm not saying any names, but... Uh, uh, we had this uh, we had this salmon crudo, and they brought it out domed, and, and did the oh, whole presentation where they open it up Ugh. and smoke comes out of it. Yeah. It had the worst flavor I've ever had on just some simple fish. You know, it, just, <laughs> it ruined it. It had such a bitter, acrid taste. I was like, why would you do this? Well, smoke- I think there's actually a real danger of chefs using wood chips to smoke food and thinking that they're getting barbecue We were flavor. talking we were talking about and that. And that's, like, that's a problem. Who, I mean, that's a problem in some, of the, in some of the best restaurants in Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. Chefs are, they think they're into barbecue, use it, but they don't know wood the chips? flavor. It just, that's why I skipped a, nine of the ten questions. <laughs> wood chips are like the uh, truffle oil of smoke. <laughs> wood chips. Hey, Carl, There's I'm back. Quote. What did I miss? Oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, we are just talking barbecue. Billy's still mad. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, you haven't spilt anything chips. recently. If you soak wood chips, you suck too. <laughs> Billy is uh, going to be motivational. He's going to be a motivational speaker. Right. Billy's holding first, back. I don't care you don't have the legs. first step in wood combustion is dehydration. Why would you wet the wood? It has to, then it has to work twice as hard to burn. Think about it. Science. Yeah, Einstein. Yeah, assholes. Yeah, what they say. No prize pack for you, bozo. <laughs> right. Can I ask Opie a question? Yeah, you can ask Opie a question. So I know prior to meeting Carl, yeah. you probably didn't understand that this was a community or a world. What do you think now that we've included I, you into our space? I'm fascinated by this world. I don't know shit. 
but uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I'm learning, yeah, and realize it's a really tight community. You guys all know each other, and uh, when I go out with Carl, I don't even look at the menu because I know I'm in good hands. And, and or he doesn't look at the bill either. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, I, I think you're going to see over over time. Uh, as long as you don't screw over Carl like that scumbag Roland. Uh, are we on? Thank you. I hope so. Uh, and you. I'm sorry. Thank yeah, you. You, both, yeah, I, I was the you actually, that hired You though. actually got uh, financially fucked. Yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, I think you'll find that that won't happen in this community and you're in good hands that way. I mean, because you asked before what barbecue is and I know... Everyone in this park would say the same thing. It's community, right. and I, uh, you know, we're welcoming you today to our community. So, respect. Thank you, Bill. Sorry about the Adidas, even Stop though I didn't bring it, it up. Opie, he's a giant. Wait, wait, he's <laughs> wait, 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 he's gonna bill us. He's screaming prices out. Eighty nine ninety five. David Knight, what's How up? Are you? Say hello. Huh? Say what? Say hello or goodbye. Oh, hey, or? hey there. You're on air. Oh, really? What air am I on air? Uh, oh, that's a good air. question. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Okay. It's a good question. This is for real? Is this not a joke? Well, it is kind of a joke, but no, it's not a joke. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. It's good to see y'all. I hope you're having a good time. He makes old hickory pets some of the best smokers yeah. in the country. I want to thank the Fox uh, brothers for stopping by. Uh, we'll take a little break, right? Yeah, yeah, I need a bourbon break. You need a bourbon eat. break? Yeah, I'm exhausted. And, and a like, little food, right? starting into fucking work here. It, it kind of is, right? He's shaking over there. What the hell is that all about? What's going on here? All right, we're at the Big Apple Barbecue in New York City. And uh, thank you for all the guys that sent questions, man. What terrible questions. Oh, that was an amazing Did you, uh, I saw. I love when Opie just glazes over. That was a, a two-hour segment. We know segment. who that Uban's prize pack's going home with. Bill Durney's got one. I won one. <laughs> I'll take one. <laughs> Opie, good question. You won one. Hey, I got a question. What size shoe do you wear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking Billy is mad. That was an hour segment, but on the podcast, as you just heard, it was five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Time travel on this one. We just time traveled. Uh, Yeah, uh, Joey, take it away. We'll be back. Thanks, Greg. More to come on this special two-part podcast from the Big Apple Barbecue. But first, a quick taste of what the Westwood One Podcast Network is cooking up for you. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. This week on Westwood One's Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon, we have Guns N' Roses' second longest serving member. It is keyboardist Dizzy Reed. We talk about a possible live album, the Not In This Lifetime tour, working with Slash and a lot more. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free from the Westwood One Podcast Network. here Sam Jones and Pat Martin these are my boys these are your boys I, I saw your Instagram last night when I thought you were just about done with your night I went home and boy was I wrong like Holy three four hours later you're still hanging out with these guys look at look at this look how they, look at the service I get are we starting this interview or are we wait on Roland fuck Roland oh <laughs> Rosen here hashtag fuck Roland oh my God. <laughs> hey Roland you did it to yourself what, is that? What, is that? what can I tell you Oh, look at the Beyond Reproach t-shirt on Gloria. You can get those at opiradio.com. You know what's awesome? That's my t-shirt, and I don't have one. That's pretty cool, Opie. What size are you there, Carl? What size are you? Uh, An extra large, but I identify with medium. 
Uh, we'll go extra large. Barbecue large. Approach t-shirt. Barbecue large. Barbecue large. Sam went for Carl. All right. What do we got going on, Carl? So Sam Jones and I went out last night. Yeah. And he was eating French food like an orphan. You should have seen him. He was shoveling down so much steak tartare. You should have. It was. I've never seen anything like drinking strawberry beers. You would have loved it. You like strawberry, strawberry beers. beers? This morning, I didn't like anything I had last night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have eaten the cardboard that the Zantac came in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me. He goes, "My stomach could have started a grass fire this morning." <laughs> oh my god! That's a so good are you night. Do the trifecta and stay out to four again for three nights in a row, or are you? Man, I felt like a rented mule this morning. <laughs> just got got caned or something. <laughs> These are two of my favorite barbecue guys. And right they on. do my favorite type of barbecue, which is whole hog. Yeah. It's, I, it's a soft spot in my heart. They use the whole pig, they put it on bread, and it's that's it. And that's it. Lights it's out? So, it's lights out. Lights out. These guys, they know how to do it. Carl's been talking about you guys. Uh, I've known Carl four or five years now. Right. And We've it, only been talking for about six months. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the time, it's kind of nod and well, where's we my a, coffee? <laughs> we had to wait for the restraining order to pass. <laughs> I get handsy. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> You like strawberry beers, though? Negative. <laughs> you don't want no. to admit that. I felt like Carl force-fed everything last night. I got excited. Uh, including a... his company. Oh, I, I, I was... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> he recorded my first album, which is going to go maybe wood or aluminum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we started a band yesterday because he was singing by the porta potty We call it the Royal Flush. <laughs> nice. <laughs> One great thing about Sam Jones, if you're ever in a breakup, yeah. Don't have him play music. He played one breakup song after another, and it's Southern songs. Really? Like, I was crying. I was like, this is talking about me. It was unbelievable. It was, uh, those songs talk to you. There's this one song. Uh, what's the What's the name of that one song? Listen to this lyric. Anything goes when everything's gone. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Diva's a wishing will. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. Who sings that? Randy Hauser. Randy Hauser. Paul lives it. <laughs> I yeah, live Paul it. lives it. I absolutely live it. What a shit show my life's turned out to be. Now, Carl was telling me you like to do the karaoke when you're in the city. Yeah, I don't shy away from a microphone. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, can we hear you sing? Sing a little something for yeah, us. Yeah, what do you got? I know you're a little hungover. It's so easy not to care about what's right or what's wrong. Because it's too hot to fish, it's too hot for golf, and it's too cool at home. Wow! He's got a voice. I told you. Damn! He's the real fucking thing. I, I can listen to that all day, man. You should see him. Like, we're in the city. Everyone's, like, doing karaoke drunk to Pat Benatar. Right. And then George Strait shows up. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to follow Don't Is Stop Believing <laughs> by some asshole from Staten Island. Some asshole from Staten Island. <laughs> Don't stop believing, <laughs> cuz. <laughs> Pat, what's up, brother? How many restaurants now? <laughs> he just opened one when he was quiet just now. They were opening one. <laughs> I've heard some things, Pat. I've heard some things. Everybody everybody that came up here had something to say about Pat opening a restaurant. Every single person. Especially Bill Durney, who just started cursing excessively, and we had to cut the mic. What did you spill on his... Uh... Pineapple juice yeah. and vodka. Mario. Yeah, that's not coming out. That's not coming out of his Adidas. No, that's not coming out. But I mean, he's wearing baby blue Adidas. No wonder they stole his car last night. <laughs> Man, that's bad. <laughs> they stole Billy's truck. For real? Yeah, and they, and they took off, and on 55th Street had an accident. All Billy's briskets were all on 55th Street. <laughs> now we know why he's so mad today. He was, he was poking me in the neck. 
He keeps like taking my earphone off. Going, You're a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's nothing but he's a he's a oh, he's a that, good guy. That sucks, man. They're the best guys. I mean, these guys are just they're funny, right? And they drink like men, like all day, all night. They don't even flinch. Pat later. He'll start telling people, let's go to dinner, and then not tell anyone where the dinner is right. <laughs> until the last second. So say something, Pat. What's the matter? Yeah, what's oh, going well, can on? Can I have a beer? Sure. Hey, it. There we go. That's what I'm talking I'm about. I'm glad this is on radio because if it was video, his shorts would just not be cool. He's got he's got swordfish camouflage on. Cargos. Sam's got his legs spread like he's about to give birth. And I can't <laughs> Where's his knee hanging all over me? Well, it's because your knees are bare. Those Daisy Dukes, you got like a baby bird hanging at the bottom of them. (laughs) Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Not at all. Oh my God. Just stop it right there. (laughs) That's as good as it gets. So, I mean, are you actually working though, or I mean, you got your people, right? You just, you just. Yeah, we, our crew is about fourteen deep. Wow, really? So, uh, and good people. They're just nailing it over there. They don't need me at all. Right. That's perfect. But they do. They really do. He sets it up in the morning, right? What? Yeah, you put the coals in and shit, right? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Just staring at me. Yeah. Something like that. That's a great life, though, man. Oh, yeah. You set it up because you're the man, and then... I think Litchfield would beg to differ on that, but... <laughs> Litchfield. Litchfield. That's, that's who we really needed right here. Just put him on the spot. Oh, Litchfield is uh, his business partner, and he's just so intense. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Unbelievable. He's just full of emotional highs and lows. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you guys been doing it together? Uh, well, Too we've long? never done it. <laughs> but I've known him since he was 14 years old. He worked with us at Skylight, the original restaurant. And uh, then he goes off, worked in his field from college, and then just pushed all his chips in when we opened Sam Jones. Right. Off to the races. When did you like kind of tap out and you just kind of oversee everything? Am I tap out of? You didn't tap out. When you own a restaurant, I own. I no. tapped out. My lawyer no, took what? the whole restaurant. You don't have to be there every day. And, and well, it's about You're good talking people. about tapped out of day-to-day operations. Yes! Thank you! Good job. Pat cleared it up. Let me, let me come right in and clear everything up. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it in a bad way. I mean, you know, you, oh, no. you, well, you boils, hire the right people. And, it boils and, down to people, culture, uh, belief system. And once you can get all those layers, and Pat can add to this, because uh, he just opened a restaurant about 15 seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> God, but it's about I mean, putting all those systems and layers in place. Uh, and let it work for you. You can either let it work you, or you can work it. Right. Uh, it's as simple as that. No, it, it's great when you can get to that point where you know you could you could trust the people you hired. You got your system in place, and then you you just make sure. Well, if not, it'll right. actually stunt you. Uh, you'll be caught up in in a whirlwind that's not going anywhere. That's right. The minutia, right. the minutia of the restaurant business. Yeah. It just stops you immediately. Yeah. You know how that is, Rob. It's like a tornado that's not moving. <laughs> exactly. Just sitting still. Just sitting there. Grinding. Just, uh, grinding grinding the same grinding shit over and over. Son of a bitch. Now you're spilling beer all over your fucking... Well, I only wear... I wear swim trunks, and he's got built-in underwear. They'll be dry in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> kind of smart. Fucking, I only wear swim trunks, because I spill shit on me all the time. I've only been here two hours. I've seen, like, six people spill drinks on you already. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I wasn't sure if that was part of the culture or not. I think Gloria's hammered over there. Is she really? Yeah. Let's bring Gloria. Let's not. Why not? Because <laughs> then she's going to talk. Ba, 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 ba. 
She's she's like uh, you just like her because she brings fucking pies over. You like a twelve. Well, that strawberry rhubarb pie <laughs> last <laughs> night was all right. Unfucking believable. That hit the spot. It did. So how long? How many years have you guys been doing this? This is my ninth year. Damn. But it's only my fifth year actually being out on the street as a vendor. Right. Pat, this is his actual tenth year of being out on the street. It's my eleventh year to be here. My tenth year to cook. Yeah. There we go. She's right. coming through a cold ice again. Watch out. We got ice again. <laughs> yep, TV. TV. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jeopardy finalists from 2017. <laughs> coming through. <Yep>. And sorcery. <laughs> God bless you, soldier. <laughs> God bless his heart. He's full-blown retarded. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who's heckling who. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Jesus. <laughs> that was a long night for you guys. I, I was telling Carl earlier, I thought I thought it was done, and I'm back home now getting ready to crash. And I'm looking at his Instagram. I'm seeing you guys. I'm like, God damn, the party continues. Bro, we, we Oh, drink. man. And yeah. Sam walks around like he's going to Timbuktu with this giant Yeti backpack full of bourbon <laughs> and like ice. Looked like a freaking redneck Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just cigarette and all, because all Sherpas have cigarettes. You've seen those pictures, right? About to scale levers from base camp, and they're all smoking cigarettes. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I, how come the Sherpas are never popular? They're so much better than the climbers. They're like, so much better than climbers. They're, they go up and down that Nobody's hill, and only the white people die. Right. That's yeah. it. Oh, another white guy's dead. <laughs> down. There goes Jimmy. He's gone. <laughs> I'll give you another cigarette. Have you seen that website, All the Dead Bodies on Everest? They're markers. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're markers. They, they use them for markers now. What do you mean? The dead bodies? Yeah, there's, a, there's bodies up. up there 50 years old. Yeah. I would and know. it looks like they died like that week. Yeah, they're all preserved, and they and the hikers actually use them as markers to get to the top. No, because they, they couldn't remove all the bodies. It's like they're a rock. They all have names. They're very famous. It's really creepy, but yeah, that is creepy. Well, it's fascinating though, right? You, it you is. thought it was fascinating. It is. I met You're a guy asshole. last year that I think he's ascended Everest three times. Met him via Yeti. His name's Conrad Anchor, and they took us to this rock climbing thing in Austin. I climb a 20-foot wall with two safety ropes. When I come down, Conrad pats me on the back and says, good job, Sam. I was like, come on. Seriously. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Because this guy's just a I baller. bet your muscles, I bet you were shaking like a dog shit in a peach seat, too. <laughs> oh, man. A 22-bullet couldn't have penetrated my calf know, muscles. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Like a dog shitting a peach seed. So, here's my question. Why, if you get to the top of Everest, why the fuck would you do it again? One and done, man. I don't remember the exact uh, ascent, but he lost a partner in an avalanche. Right. And then they made a film about it. Uh, some, it was like 15 or 20 years later. That person gets found, and he reascends to bring the remains down. Well, all right, uh, I could accept that. He is a... But if you make it the top of Everest, one and done, because even if you know what the fuck you're doing, some people get fucked because they can't get past that, all the other people that right. are having problems. I like how you talk like you're an expert ascending Everest. <laughs> I, I read Thin Air. <laughs> you watch three YouTube videos, you're like, oh, here's I, the problem on the second ascent. I actually read the, the most famous book on Everest. I think it was called Thin Air back in the day. That's a New Yorker. I read a Book, God damn it. I read a book about trees. I know what they look like. That's when I was still reading. <laughs> now I listen to books. <laughs> Do you really? Yes. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard about. <laughs> you, guys, you guys read a book or two, don't you? <laughs> Sam Jones? Yeah, I, I read it slow like I talk. <laughs> Just a few words at a time. <laughs> 
been reading the same book for the last 10 years. Yeah. What's up, Pat? Are you ready? Are we going to party tonight? Or no? Yeah. What are we, what's, when is it going? When is it starting? I'm starting now. I'm starting to get a little You've glow. You've already started? I'm getting a little glow on. I'm going to get nice and hammered today. Tomorrow, maybe not. Maybe I didn't yet. notice the point. You kind of got the Leonidas and 300 beard going. I do. You like that, yeah, right? Yeah, with the point there. I got, it, I got it trimmed up. I'm single now, so I got to look like uh, yeah. you know, Leonidas. <laughs> it's all about the point on the beard? Yeah. You don't, you don't like the point? It hides my triple chin. <laughs> 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 Sam, what, what you got we? another song for us? Yeah, I miss the... Now the race is on and here comes pride in the backstretch. Heartaches are going to the inside. My tears are holding back and trying not to fall. My heart's out of the running. True love scratch for another stake. Race is on and here comes heartache and the winner loses all. <laughs> he just... When he said heartache, he pointed at me and smiled. <laughs> he was very happy about that. That's you, broken heart fatso. <laughs> Go back in your hole. You have nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're way too happy with that, Sam. I mean, it was out of love. It was I know, out of love. I know, yeah. I know it is. Yo, they hit you hard. In the South, they're smiling, but they, when they make jokes at you, they hurt forever. I understand. Oh, my God. I, I got a little taste of that last night beating everybody. Oh, my God. They were on him like flies Woo! on shit yesterday. Fuck. Gary from Ubons rode him like a rented mule yesterday. Who? Gary from Gary. Ubons. Oh, did you get on him? Oh, oh yeah. Got on him good. It was awesome. I loved it. Loved every well, second of it. showed up with his yoga pants and I shit. I didn't show up. <laughs> You don't come to a southern party. That probably threw a curveball to Gary Rohr. <laughs> He's all in veins and shit and yeah. his nuts and shit yeah. with his pants. Oh, what are those pants you got on? Uh, got a handsome set down there, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where is Gary? He died. He's <laughs> shopping for a casket. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and I love you, Gary Rohr. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Pat. Said um. I feel like uh, Pat might have had a stroke right before he got here. <laughs> <laughs> he can't talk, slurred speech. He's got them shorts Man, I've just on. Been over here to. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my God, this is better than Pat. <laughs> and rose-colored glasses. Yeah, and he does have rose-colored glasses. That was what I should have said. Some John Connolly rose-colored glasses just for you, Pat. <laughs> These are my Arn Anderson's Four Horsemen specials. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. A, this Arne is Anderson. a good Four Horsemen picture right oh, here. Oh, it really yeah. is. You're right. Do, Opie's yeah, never done do a Four Horsemen picture. I like that. All right, let's do it. He that. doesn't even know what we're talking about. Nope. <laughs> What's a Four Horsemen? <laughs> it's like a wrestling thing. Yes, See, it is. Why are you selling shorts? Like I was wrong. You just chunked your mind up under I'm trying to remember all four members, though. Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, I Ole Anderson. Fl I did know Rick Flair. And Tully Blanchard. Okay. I That's got, the original. I would have got then two out of the four. they brought shit like Sid Vicious and Sting in. I, that just doesn't count. Uh, that didn't count with That's you? That's like Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. That's just not. Really? It's not. It's not. I, I go not David Lee Roth be. over Sammy Hagar. There's no though. question. But it, it was Van Halen ended when David Lee Roth left. It was two different bands, though. I mean, Sammy Hagar, you got to give a little Sammy respect Sammy Hagar, to. nothing against Sammy Hagar, but it wasn't Van Halen. Right. It was Van Hagar. There's nothing like Van Halen. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Didn't David Lee Roth take your job once? No, David Lee Roth failed so miserably at radio that they brought me and Anthony back after they fired oh. us. That's how that really goes. And then David Lee Roth used to do the radio show. He's awesome. He's he out of his fucking mind, but he's great on the radio. He lives in Japan. Uh, Japan and then, yeah, down in the village, too. And he edits cartoons, like Japanese fighting yeah. cartoons. Yeah. I didn't know the relationship with him. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We were. Uh, we That's were... where the yoga pants come from. That's I don't have yoga, yoga pants. On! <laughs> I gotta get official for this podcast. I can't take this anymore. No, uh, so you got four nuts in there. <laughs> David Lee Roth, after after Van Halen went bad, there's a great, not a great story, but he ended up in the the West Village and he he was a paramedic for a while. Full blown paramedic. Where people are dying of heart attacks on the sidewalk, going, "Holy fuck, you're David Lee Roth for real!" That's Took awesome. it really seriously for a long time. You didn't know that, did you? Sure did not. And I'm telling you what, you just put an entirely thick new layer to my life by telling me that. <laughs> Look it up. No, I mean, you're, you're, I will tell that every day from he, I don't even know. He needed something to do after Van Halen. Just envisioning him in like an EMS outfit and all that. Just bro, he didn't do it as a little hobby. He was all in for a while. All in as a paramedic downtown. I'm telling you, you know this, right, Robert? It was right after 9/11. Holy shit! He, after 9/11, he caught the whole. I bet he saved like, people's lives just by. Exactly, I'm going to help people, and he was an EMT here in New York, down in the village. Fucking rock and roll he did saves lives. that for lives. a while too. Yeah, rock and roll saves <laughs> lives. <laughs> and, and he loves riding his bike. Okay, he's man, a strange man, bird. See when the wheels come off, like it's like, all right, paramedic. And he loves riding his bike. And he loves riding his bike and living in Japan. He, lived, he, he fucking enjoys his life. He don't give a fuck about that Van Halen shit. I want to move to Japan. Steve, I, uh, I look big in the pants. Over I think there. I say his last name right. Steve Bushimi. Who? <laughs> Steve Bushimi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked. Carl, uh, look, look at Nick Solaris. Firefighter, and after when 9/11 happened, he came back. <laughs> right. And worked uh, with yeah. his house. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. I yeah. could smell the royal family coming from those pits. <laughs> what, what, what did I miss? Yeah. Nick Solaris was like taking a tan behind you. He was completely checked out. I'm just chilling in back here. I mean, we have some superstars of barbecue, and you guys hey, you are talking about Van Halen. Well, another superstar. Well, what's the question I'm supposed to ask? Well, I would I would ask these guys if I was. That's doing a good a question, Nick. All right, what's so what? <laughs> which, what's that? They, they both do whole hogs, but what's the difference in their styles? It's like two different roads getting to the same house. It's geography. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. Uh, it's cooked the same way, but we're in different geographical areas of the country, and that's what defines barbecue. So if you put them side by side, unbastardized, untouched, it'll be the exact same finished product. The only difference is he puts a rub on his, I don't. We blister the skin, he don't. And actually the rub is not actually a traditional. That's that's really just, when I opened up, I just had my rub and I put it on there instead of salt. But it's actually- It's good. He's right, it's, it's really once we kind of get done with it and how we dress it and how we take it from there is what starts defining the differences. But they're very subtle differences. Oh, I, it's, and it's my favorite. Literally, I'm, I'm talking just both my favorite. The, you know? But the differences are profound on a cultural level, right? Because you are representing the states that you're from, and you guys are in. in, in that's in, right. Um, well, I would say Pat is actually that's Western Tennessee, right? That's its yeah. own. Yeah, well, that's thing. a very specific. It's like thing. a little pocket, a very yeah, small it's pocket. A, it's like a. I always say it's a club-footed stepchild, a whole hog, because everybody knows <laughs> about the Carolinas, right. but very, very few people. I mean astute food people know nothing about West Tennessee Whole Hog because it was only like five counties. It was very small. Well, I, I interviewed Pat about three or four years ago, and at that time, that style was really in danger because it hadn't been those fires, there had been floods, you couldn't get the hogs, and some of these guys that were just doing it, you know, really smoke the smoke, right? Once they couldn't do it, it was like they were in danger of dying out, and thankfully there's that kid who, who 
Yeah, Zach's back, one. Right? There's only three of us left in the state doing it. Right, and but you have 77 restaurants. So <laughs> yeah, but those are hamburger uh, that restaurants. That style's not dying. <laughs> <laughs> that style won't die for the next 700 years. But I do agree with him uh, because he just referenced the Carolinas being known for whole hog. I would maybe recommend two other places, three tops in the state of North Carolina. Yeah. Because it's just simply gone by the wayside. There's a lot of barbecue places, but there's very few to do whole hog. And even less than that, that actually do it right over way. wood. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's well, just been screwed. And I got even being traveling the South and making the mistake that Northerners make. I get I get brought in by neon and signs, and, you know what I mean? Whatever on the side of the road. There's a lot of shit barbecue down the South. You could really eat some awful shit. Down yeah, the you south. can. Yeah. You but know. The other thing is that what these guys do, you cannot do in your Weber at home. You can do most of those styles of barbecue if you're doing brisket or short ribs or whatever. Right. But whole hog is like, that's a major commitment. That's probably why it's so challenging and, and dying out in places, right? right? It's the well, yeah, the economics of it. Say Sam's the same always thing. said, and it's, it's the greatest. It's the most financially irresponsible way to make a living. It's the stupidest <laughs> thing you can do. Outside of Washington. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's really why it's died off is a lot of the old guys, the old guys that cook whole hog barbecue back when Sam and I were kids, didn't give two shits about Eater or any New York Times or any interviews. There was no romanticism involved. James Beard Awards. No, nothing. They don't even know what that is. Right. They were they were doing it. It was the way. It was it was their business. Carl's a plumber. Opie cooks whole hog. You know, it's just so. What happened was is those kids, their kids, got to a point where they had options outside of just going to work at the local motor plant or whatever industry, and they started going to college. And unfortunately, barbecue is still looked at as the peasant food from a pricing standpoint of, of America. And so you work your ass off, cook a hog for 20 plus hours and sell a sandwich for $2.25 or $2.50. And you get six hours of sleep. And these kids who took these generational restaurants over were like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to go to college and be a doctor. Or I'm going to go be a journeyman electrician and make $25 an hour. But I'm not gonna work 18 hours a day and get six hours of sleep and sell a sandwich for 250. Is that? Yeah. Or they did stay in the business and screwed it all up. I'm trying to achieve yeah. what their ancestors did a different way, and it just simply can't be done. It well, it sounds done. like they didn't want to work as hard. If I'm listening correctly here, that's correct. The newer generations are like, correct. fuck that. That's because everybody much labor. thinks they're special, right? Yeah. And they're not. I'm not special. Pat ain't special, and so you daggone sure ain't. Right. My mom uh, told me from day one I was a piece of shit. <laughs> she? Oh, she couldn't wait to tell me. Such wisdom. She Carl, Carl's granddad telling her to go to work at the Chinese restaurant is one of the funniest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't he tell you you were ugly as shit? You just he told to me, do- you know, he said to me, he says, uh, Carl, listen, uh, your mother and your grandmother keep telling you you're special. I'm going to do you a favor. You're not. But your brother over there, uh, he's special. <laughs> fast, fo- fast forward, my brother's graduating from Harvard. My fa- my grandfather's sitting next to me in his only brown Sears suit, and he touches me on the shoulder. He goes, see, I told you. <laughs> That's a true story. Everybody, I just want to let you know that Gary has, uh, I guess he's found his casket. And already I got to apologize. Because he's here with us now. And he's and not he, dead. Gary Roark is alive and well. He, he looks really <laughs> angry. <laughs> Gary, what's going on? Oh, not anything. I just came by to hear these two ratchet jaws. <laughs> 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 
He just came thought, out swinging. Know, among their friends, they're known of folks with few words. Well, you know, that's a lie. Either that or they ain't got any friends because they talk. <laughs> Ratchet just jaw. Just about like me. Ratchet jaw Man. just got filed away. Ratchet, y'all. I'll be using that one. The ratchet, the ratchet mouth of the sunny the south. The ratchet mouth of the sunny south. I used south. to, I used to talk on the CB radio, and my God, I could rattle off some stuff. Could you do it? It was pointless. It was worthless information, but we're full of it. Full of worthless information. That's called the news. Hold on, I got an important, I got an important question to ask. Uh oh. What was your handle? My handle was little brother. Mine's flatbed. Flatbed. Yes, sir. Little brother, come on at you, little flatbed. Here. I hear you back. Come on uh, back, flatbed. You, oh, you're in the strawberry patch. Yes, sir. My hand <laughs> Taking me out. My CB handle is, I don't understand why you had to take everything, even the dog. That's my handle. <laughs> you don't want to know my handle. If you had a CB radio and nobody on there, and you'd still be talking like you were talking to somebody. <laughs> just like we're doing so today. I got to tell you something. Like I'm doing today. That's right. He just wasn't wearing headphones right, Wait, 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 wait. Opie, I want to yes. know something. Yes. Have you had your fruity drink yet? I had uh, one of the, the U-Bond uh, oh, okay. special Hold drinks on. with I, the pineapple I, juice. I, I got to get back and tell you something, yeah. and I'm yeah. going to take you to this place. Okay. There is a titty bar on the Alabama-Tennessee line called the Booby Bungalow. Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The only reason I know about this place is because the strippers get yeah. on the CB. They have an antenna that is 35 feet tall. Oh, God. Then they get on the CB and talk to all the truckers. It's literally right off I-65. And so they're on there going, Mr. Gary, you coming in tonight? He'd be like, who is this, Crystal? <laughs> you know it is. I'm not coming here, Crystal, you fat ass. I'm, I mean, they're literally just shit-talking each other on a CB and a That strip. would I just ordered me a CB on Amazon. I, I mean, it's, it's, it is gold. They I would listen to that all day. Employment. They have to sit there and get on the CB. And, and solicit. And right. Woo them in. Yeah. I would listen to that all night. It's, in, it's incredible. And the stuff these truckers say to these girls is awful. I am, I am a professional strip club goer guy. You are? I have $200 duct taped to my ankle just in case I get shook down. I wear breakaway sweatpants, no yeah. underwear and flip-flops, like I'm taking a shower in jail. Right. I am ready to go. You're ready. And then by the end of the night, I'm slow dancing Sade with one, like I fell yeah. in love with her. <laughs> well, Booby Bungalow, if y'all are ever going through I-65, for if you ever bungalow. head over east and have to go north on 65, please call me so I can tell you where this place so you can t- tune in. Gary, is- Gary, you want to go with me? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. taking a road trip. That's real voice. I was going to say, if Carl and Gary goes, I might have to take a trip. You know what? <laughs> I might leave Monday morning to head that way. Head back to Yazoo City by hey, Alabama. I got, a while ago, they was talking to me of bringing all these carts through here and these people, and somebody hollered, hold down. Yeah. And I saw four women hold up their hand. Yeah, it is. That's it terrible, is. but it I is. saw four women holding hands. In this day and age, in this day and age, I don't believe I'd have told that. Maybe they don't understand English. That's old Louis Gazard. <laughs> I don't believe I'd have told that, brother. <laughs> y'all do we need to talk about Jerry Clower here for a do, minute? Do we, y'all yes, remember? Yes. Y'all remember the days of Phil Donahue? You know when he's talking. Oh yeah. Show? yeah. Well, he was on. Uh, he was on there one day, and he was doing uh, a little segment on encounters with ghosts. He said, "All right." He's starting to show. He said. Is there anyone out here that has ever had an encounter with a ghost? Well, a few hands went up. He said, is there anyone out here that has actually seen a ghost? A few hands went up. He said, 
Now, I've got to ask you this. Is there anyone here that has ever had a sexual encounter with a ghost? Well, this one redneck held up his hand back and back. Man, he started fishing over all these people. And he got over the aisle, crawled over a couple seats, and he put that microphone right in that redneck's mouth. He said, do you mean to tell me you've actually had a sexual encounter with a ghost? He said, I'm sorry, I thought you said goat. <laughs> I love the goat jokes. I love the confidence that he, he does the punchline and just throws the mic back at us. And <laughs> yeah, walks I, got away. I got it. I'm done. I, that's a home run, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Drop. That's a mic drop. That's oh, another mic drop from Gary, man. I love, I love old school redneck jokes. They're the best because they're funny. Like, we don't have those. We're like, oh, you know, well, you got caught on the fence or you drowned swimming here. Like, it's, that was always a tragedy. <laughs> that's a real talent, though. The old school joke telling. You don't really, no one really does that anymore. It's the old timers that still tell well, those I mean, type of I jokes. Mean, he's been, and pull it Gary's off, been by the way. telling jokes since, since no, I understand. Uh, 1764. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the youngsters. When paper was expensive. I, uh, <laughs> you got another cold one over there? We'll get you another beer. Look, you get a, a, a Pat Martin a beer. It's a piece of Pat Martin, Western Tennessee whole hog. Big, yes, big man. Please, big deal. He's a big deal. Big fucking deal. Big fucking deal. Sometimes you gotta tell these New Yorkers exactly. Man, I'm gonna think about to. I'm gonna think about that CB radio uh, hey, talking hey, to the hey, strippers hey, hey, all day snake. long. That's what I'm talking about right there. What? <laughs> what is he saying? What happened? He probably just saw a logo. No. Oh. Mississippi State. Oh, he saw a uh, football logo. They, they they trigger Southern people immediately if they see a logo. <laughs> it could be like a NASCAR number. Jimmy Johnson, I love you, Dante. <laughs> if there's a number, right. and if it's goddamn Gator, goddamn Gator, go get bat 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 win, bat win. SAC football. <laughs> yeah. They see they see anything they trigger. And that is it. I was in Alabama and people just screaming, roll time. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? That's Where why they make bass boats glitter. It just mesmerizes them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm carrying this one home. Good day. Good day. Good day. Bass boats, they are glitter. Yeah. I never realized. Why the fuck? That's it's a like, clever shirt right there. Clever. Oh, that's, I love the clever barbecue shirts. I, I put, like mine I put the lights on bass boats like our own QVC. Oh my God! I want I want Bill Durney to do a clever bar, like a, a Bill Durney clever shirt, like "Fuck you, I'm Billy." <laughs> Billy should do something like you know. He's um, he's he's so angry today. Such an angry man. No, but today he's extra angry. I spilled shit on his on his baby blue sneakers. How can you tell he's extra angry? Did you honestly? You're not you're not. Opie, yes that or really no? Did I, fuck, did I fuck his sneakers up? Oh, yeah, it was bad. It's and he bad. said he just got him out of the box this morning. Like, I just got. And he started poking me in the neck. You know, he used to be the uh, pineapple spots. Billy all over was him. the third string security fill in for Britney Spears. Third string? <laughs> yeah. Tuesdays from three to four. <laughs> when she wasn't in town. <laughs> He's going to, that's going to get him good. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> that one was for you. If he's listening to this in his car whenever y'all put this out, he's just going to break the steering wheel while he's going down the road. <laughs> Throw it out the window. Yeah, start looking for me like uh, Jackie Gleason in, uh, in uh, Smoking a Bandit. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Get oh, in the man. car. Oh, my God. You didn't talk, talk, you didn't talk about the theft this morning on, the, on his interview? What theft? Oh, boy. You? You need, no, to have it, you need to have it back over. Can you go? Would you mind getting Billy? In the <laughs> no, I heard about the truck. <laughs> You're a motherfucker. We heard about the truck. Oh, oh, no, now, well, you're going to see here some old-fashioned oh, needling. Oh, boy, here we go. This is machine gun. Here we go. Let's keep this running right just for oh, a little man, bit. Get mad. Pat Martin's about. Just a little bit long because if we can get his big ass over here. 
You want to rub it in, don't yeah. you? Oh, he's going to rub it in. No pun in intended at the barbecue. I, I, I'm learning the technology. That's the title of well, it. Rub that, it in. As soon right. as I said it, like, yo, why are you talking? Yo. <laughs> yo. He's so mad today. They stole his truck. And he's the New Yorker. This morning, he was like, he was like I want to beat Kenny Callahan's eyeballs out of his head. I go, what? Why? And he goes, takes me through the store, all the store, and he goes, Kenny looked at him, dead in the eye, and goes, yeah, well, you know, it's New York, shit happens, so, anyway, <laughs> he walks away. <laughs> wow. And he crashed the truck and everything, right? I'm on. Is he coming? I've got one bullet in my gun already for Billy. <laughs> <laughs> you got one in there? When y'all brought it up earlier, I was going to say it, and I was like, no, maybe I shouldn't. Just waiting for Billy. He show his head again. Exactly. Tell the story. I think Billy. I think Billy. I think Billy knows exactly. He's gonna peer over here. Hey, y'all missing Pat signing autographs? I, I Are, did you just sign an autograph? Pat signed an autograph. Look at yeah. that. God damn. Tell you. We're waiting on Billy Durney to come down here. Carl Jizz pineapple juice on his Adidas this morning. So. Jizz pineapple juice. So he's upset. He was physically and visibly angry. They looked brand new too, man. He's pushing you in the neck. He wears the same sneakers over and over. We just got word that Billy said no, he's not telling the story. But I saw the picture. That picture's been making the rounds. Someone really stole Billy's truck last night. Reefer truck on the run. Refrigerator truck with all the sauces and brisket. Joyride. Took a joyride. The cops took everything out, left in the middle of the street, and took the truck. Yeah, impounded the truck, right? Yeah. And left his stuff right on the... Bastards hit a concrete barrier and got dang wrecked the truck, got out and ran. Unbelievable. And Billy doesn't want to tell the story, huh? Of course not. I mean, uh... Well, maybe we'll get him to tell it a little later. No, he won't. We'll be here a while. If he, I bet you he peered over here with that giant head of his, and he oh. saw Sam and Pat sitting here drinking beers. He goes... I'm outclassed. He knows. Yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't gonna walk in this hornet's nest. No. <laughs> no. Very few people would. Very few people would. No. Oh man, I wanted to see that. Uh, we had a good time. Absolutely. Are you, you happy now? You're drinking like a frozen lemonade. This was your drink that you gave me. I do. I do, I do set him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I he, do, was, he was supposed to be drinking this. I, I had a choice: give give him a Miller Light like us, or give him that little. The, the adult Slurpee. It's a uh, margarita. Give him the big Bertha driver. <laughs> I, tee, I tee him up good. A frozen margarita. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you guys. What a blast. It's unbelievable. Awesome. I literally just come here to see these guys. They're the best. Uh, here comes Billy. Oh, shit. Think. We were going to end, but oh, Billy's God. coming. Billy's coming. Oh, 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 oh shit. shit. Uh, oh, he's getting uh, recognized. He's taking pictures. He's making his way over with his very spotty Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> They want to ask you a couple here, things. Bro. I have nothing to do with this, Billy. Oh. Billy, I have oh. nothing to do with this. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Pat. Man, you got a daggum bug bite on your leg, don't you? <laughs> hey, what happened to your shoes? What happened to your freaking shoe, man? Yo, little grease mark. Yo, the suede Puma's got a little grease mark. Yo, we're going to talk about my legs, and we're going to talk about you babies. <laughs> I, oh, 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 he just threw first blood. Oh! Oh, he's stretching. He's stretching and flexing. This can't be a good sign. Pat, don't you have something to say to Billy? I have nothing to do with this one. Oh, man, I don't know if I want to start this war yet. Yo, Yo. here I am <laughs> to save the day. All right, this is my one bullet. My one bullet. Yo, Sam, it's going to come back at you like a fucking artillery unit from the sky. Like, like Kim Jong-un assassinating his uncle over there with a freaking arrow. <laughs> So, based on the picture you sent, 
This is gonna be my one shot. The picture and I'm we, I sent the photo you sent Cops of all your all stuff, your stuff was the contents of the truck so bad that the thieves offloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> took the truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, when you get hit, when you get hit, sometimes you just get hit. <laughs> you didn't say that. You didn't say that bullet was a 308. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't say it was. Going all through my body, bouncing around. Oh man. That's just gonna hurt me tonight, Sam. Pat's gonna go, <laughs> Pat. He's Billy's gonna go back to hometown over there and punch someone dead in the face because of that. No, time. no, no. What's going on right now is, I have someone listening to this on an exterior unit here, <laughs> and they already sent a bomber to Aiden, North Carolina. It's not gonna. Sam, look, my house is on fire Sam. right now. <laughs> Sam. There are no fire trucks to respond to your fire tonight. <laughs> Make hey, love the Brooklyn way. Hey, fortunately for me, if the restaurant burns, Pat will help me open my Hugh babies. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he, Pat, Patrick might put you on a waiting list for, for Yo, they're opening a new one in that porta potty right now. I feel like Abe Man is going to be just showing up delivering. Hey, here's your Hugh babies. Oh my God. For the full story, so someone took your fucking truck for a joyride yeah, yeah, last no night? My truck was parked right next to Salt Lake. Ken 20. Callahan did all he could to help him, too. <laughs> Ken Callahan said, shit happens. What? That's it. He'd Mid be a great funeral director, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah, yo, so my truck was on 27th attorney. in Madison, just minding its own business, humming along. Um, and we actually had guys in there before trimming briskets. Like, if someone would have stole the truck, there literally could have been a guy in there trimming briskets last night. Uh, so we had all our raw briskets trimmed and seasoned. And, uh, yeah, they just took the truck. But the funny part is they got into a car accident on 54th and 8th Avenue. And I don't know if they got caught or if they ran. So the cops come, and the cops, for some reason, because it's food, can't take them. They can't vouch for the food. So they fucking threw all my food on the street for sanitation to come pick up when they impounded the, the truck for evidence. So, but yo, we survived. We got a line right there. It's happening. Chilling. Improvised. Sam, Sam Jones and Pat, Nart, Pat Martin offered nothing. <laughs> they they offered support no help. or help. <laughs> I told them and they were like, ha 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 ha. Pat, tomorrow we'll have a Hugh Babies where your space was. The, the deal right. is, the deal is, he <laughs> knows, Yo, Pat's, he knows I don't even have to offer him anything. He knows it's there. So yeah, yeah. let's just get that on on her Pat, right now. Yo, Pat actually is the one who had the truck stolen. <laughs> so he could put in a, a, a Hugh Babies to go on the corner of 27th and Madison. New concept. Slug Burgers you only. Baby Cantina. Yeah. <laughs> the New York version. You <laughs> <Hugh> Babies Bistro. <laughs> Oh my God! You missed it when when Sam went in on Pat's uh, camouflage shorts. With his, he said he had to look like he had a little baby bird sticking out of one of the legs. <laughs> <laughs> that wore his bathing suit. Thought there was a pool in here. I didn't know if he was going to war or going swimming. <laughs> Pat came to a pool Pat's party. Pat's always ready to go for war. I know yeah, that. I was going both. <laughs> he was going to war in the pool. Well, fuck. That's a hell of a story. And I'm sorry about your sneakers, Billy. Sorry about the sneakers. Sorry about the truck. Sorry about this, the bug no, bites. You put hog grease on there? No. I put pineapple juice. Cool. On your suede Adidas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brand new. 95 I already charged him. I already charged him. It's just in. Fucking Billy Smith specials. This just in. <laughs> Billy, Billy sent the invoice to Westwood One about his sneakers, and Westwood One just canceled our clock. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I can normally talk, but I want to say that Gloria... She made some ill 
baked pies that are slowly getting eaten throughout uh, our, our hometown. So thank you for that. And now there's some brownies I'm about to go go eat. So. All right. Are they medicinal brownies? Because I'm, I'm, I'm I got a tumor. <laughs> Opie, I'm gonna wrap this up. Is that okay? Please do, Pat. All right. It's time for this show to end. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're out. Oh, that was it? That's easy. Take it away, John Martin, everybody. Bad Martin. Bad Martin, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that about does it for this two-part series of eating, drinking, song singing, and joke telling. Please leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend on social media. And stop by opiradio.com for a hat or cool t-shirt. And a quick reminder that if you're a musician and want to take a stab at our opening theme song, or if you're just someone with an idea for a future episode, Tweet me at Joey Salvia. We're always looking to get our listener community more involved at Opie Radio. Westwood One Podcast Network.